Hi, welcome back to Spider's Web. This week, I'm going to introduce you to two of my voice students. Uh, I did interviews with them because these are people who did not choose the arts as a profession, but it's very important to their lives. And uh, they're two very successful, interesting people, and I think you'll have a good time hearing from them. So here we go. So I'm, I'm talking to my, my wonderful friend, brilliant, glamorous woman, who also just happens to be one of my voice students. So this is Beth. And Beth, say hello and talk all about yourself. Tell all the dirty secrets. <laughs> Hi, I'm Beth, and we don't have enough time for all my uh, dirty no, secrets. No, that, that would be six episodes, <laughs> I think, yeah. Uh, I'm an old goat um, <laughs> who came to jazz music uh, early in life. Through my parents, Me who too. were music aficionados. Oh. So I grew up listening mostly to Frank Sinatra, but also Nat King Cole and Broadway soundtracks. Oh, this is just like me as a kid. Going yeah. to lots of theater, yeah. So I fell in love with Cole Porter and the Gor- Gershwins and all the great Jews of the <laughs> American songbook. But it's so vast. Uh, yes. Who are we talking about? Oh, <laughs> Just uh, Irving Berlin. Um, So I have been, I've known the American Songbook for a really long time, but I never really gave myself license to sing it until I met you. Oh, and I'm so glad when you started the class, and and it's been a long time, because, all right, Beth took my jazz class years ago, took it like many, she did many, many courses with me and then moved away to L.A., and we lost touch for a few years, and then she showed up in Chicago again. And I came back for a spider. Pit, oh, isn't that lovely? Someone moved just for me. But, but really, it, it's been a joy to have you back in the class and also to see how much you've developed as a singer. I mean, really, and, and another, another person that really takes coaching well and you know pays attention but really cares about what you're doing. Well, it's been like therapy. So my life is a journey. I was planted in some really pretty, screwy soil. And <laughs> I grew into a pretty knotted little bush. And it's taken me a while to straighten out the tree. Um, and so what I found, in as long as we've been working together in the last... More than decade, probably fifteen years. Oh, man, um, wow. we've Time been, flies. That we've been working together. Um, yeah. Is that our work has paralleled my own personal work on myself, which has been intensive psychotherapy combined <laughs> with a drug <laughs> regimen <laughs> that has kept me pretty foggy. <laughs> but, but you're you're a very successful woman. Yes, you are. You're kind of you know. You're kind of like a, a monster at what you do. You're you're brilliant, and the fact that you get the time, you put the time in your life to include music, 
and work on this stuff. I mean, that that is so amazing to me. That yeah, no, this. I'm a frustrated artist. So I grew up the child of a business professor, and I never felt that art of any kind, visual art, music, dance, of course, I can't dance, but I, I could sort of sing a tiny bit when I was growing up. Um, I never felt like that was a viable choice professionally. So I have, you know, I've got my MBA, I'm a successful executive, and inside, constantly, I'm on stage. And so when I met (laughs) you, you were the manifestation of who I am internally. You are this Whoa. like beacon of oh, light. Please, I swear I didn't pay this woman. And she has paid me so much <laughs> cash. We are sitting in front of a pile of cash right now. <laughs> and I'm going to make good on it. Um, I saw you perform, um, I think the first time that I came to a performance of your jazz vocals class, because I had a friend in the class, uh-huh. and you performed, and I was like, that is me if I had talent. Oh, please. And so over the time that we've known each other, um, I've gotten closer to you in a a number of ways, closer to you as a person, because we immediately hit it off because we're both, you know, loud and brassy and and drunk, (laughs) Um, but also closer to you in terms of my honesty as an artist, as a singer. And I would not consider myself an artist, but I think that my journey with you has been toward what you have. And what you've taught me is that accessing who I am and what I have to say through music and through American standards um, is what makes somebody a compelling artist and what I saw in you originally and what I've been moving towards in the 15 years. Wow. Now I can finally hold a tune, which is a marvelous thing. I'm no longer shrieking, which I think oh, is a please. real benefit to the no, audience. Your, your voice has um, changed It's a lot. changed, right? But, oh. but, the, but what the, the one thing I would like to really brush with you about this is what does it do for your life, for your regular, for the stuff that isn't, isn't art in your life? How does that change for you when you're, you're, you're doing a performing art thing? In doing that, how does that affect everything Oh, it's, it's really like therapy. I'm not kidding. Because that level of honesty, um, being able to access what I have to say through music, is very similar to being able to access what I have to say in any other conversation. Wow. Um, instead of with the audience, it may be with a coworker or with they my are family. Audience. They are an audience. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and it is a, um, a willingness to be vulnerable. To, wow. um, yeah. yeah, to um, uh, slow down and listen and take feedback. It's a lot about listening. Right? Yes. And, and not always know what I'm doing because really as a vocalist, so I took flute lessons for you know, years and years as a kid. So I know the basics about, you know, written music and, um, but I hadn't touched it in years before I started with you. So I was really pretty ignorant and don't really have much natural talent. And so working with what I have, what a lesson, you know, it's acknowledging the raw materials that you bring to a situation. And as you said, in in many situations, my raw materials are stellar. You know, let's not kid ourselves. I am really a beacon of fabulousness. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. 
<laughs> so, you know, there's just no denying how irresistible I truly am. But but singing is not of that caliber. And so acknowledging um, truly, again, those raw materials and making the most of that has been a lesson that has applied to every facet of my life. And as wow. a result, How I cool. have slowed down. I've become a better listener. Um, and I am, I've become softer. I think I've softened. I don't feel like I have to be as hard charging. That's, that's when wonderful. you first met me and I was singing, I was all about, you know, <laughs> you were, you were charging ahead. You were, you were leading the charge with Teddy Roosevelt, but, but, uh, but no, because yeah. you, you, you know, we have ways of operating in our lives that are the stuff that works, but, but also understanding that it's, it's adaptable. It is not always going to be the same. But I, I think what I, the thing that is exciting me about this interview with you is that how something is uh, can be described as as disposable as anything in the arts is so important that people need it. It's it's you know something very necessary. It's not just this little fluffy thing that is yeah, I was know. just talking to my mom about this because um I as you know I you know I write I do other things besides yeah. sing badly um and <laughs> and it is you know I work really hard in corporate America that is you know the vast majority of my time sure but I couldn't live without the nourishment of the arts. The arts course through my veins. Wow. The arts are oxygen to me. And so honestly, that's why I have been taking the, the jazz vocals class for as long as I have. When I was in LA, I mean, I kid you that I moved back here for you, but that's really, you know, there's some truth in it. Wow. Because I was always thinking about what my next songs were that I was going to sing with you. You were storing them up. I was, I was plotting. Wow, <laughs> so man. I had a, yeah, I, I did. I had a lot of Cole Porter to get out of my system. Um, it's, um, it is, it's with me every minute, um, and really deeply impactful, um, and necessary, you know, um, wow. and I, th I think that's true for a lot of people. Um, and, no, and uh, I think, and it's true for, I, I talk about this on this podcast a lot, but it is true for so many walks of life and so many fields of the arts, like people that need to, you know, people that paint, people that right you need people to, that cook that oh yes we love cooking right? but cooking is so nourishing to me too right that is like that's an art other form. passion other than singing i think my yeah. two favorite things in the world are are cooking and throwing parties and and you know then performing vodka. of course oh yeah vodka, <laughs> vodka yeah it's a, that's a big part of it too but but i love the sharing of that, it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of self expression and a lot of love and uniting with people, you know, having yeah. people in a in a group together. Well and and feeding them, again, you go back to the raw materials. You've gotten the ingredients, you've planned a meal, you've brought that together knowing who's gonna be around the table sharing that experience. It really is very similar 
to being in front of an audience and preparing your music and it's something that you are are sharing um and i i think that that making something um out of of nothing or out of something else and owning that you know there may be somebody else who makes a beef bourguignon you know yeah um but it's not yours there may be somebody else who you know can sing some you know some cole porter um but it's not the way that i do it and so that ownership it's your own mark yeah, and yeah. that moment that unique moment in time that whatever is in you that is coming out into that you know on that sheet pan <laughs> into the <laughs> microphone <laughs> it's a uh, it's creativity. It t- totally. Right? And it's part of our souls as humans. Yeah. You know, it's been there forever. But, Beth, this is a delight. Thank you so much for t- taking the time out of your crazy schedule <laughs> to chat with me and to talk to our listeners about something you love, which is music. It's and my pleasure, and I owe you for so many years of therapy. Oh, <laughs> me out! So anybody, if you want therapy, just call me up. It's very unusual, but we can do it. Uh, thanks, Beth. Thank you. Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the strangest thing. They say that I was born to sway. Listen, my children, And you shall hear how I got the craze from rocking in my cradle day. So now we're going to hear from a student who studied with me privately. And uh, he is someone who's been a, a dear friend as well. And it's been so much fun working with him. So I'm going to introduce you to Dave now. And Dave... Tell us how it all began. It began at the beginning. No, uh, happy to be here with you, as always. Oh, meow. And uh, no, my my journey in music really started. I loved music as a kid. My brother uh, worked at a store, and they would have those. They would punch out the corner if there was something wrong with the album. Got bad. Oh, yeah. And you could get the album for 50 cents. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so he brought home a Count Basie album. It was a double album on Atlantic. And I put on the record, and in three seconds, I was hooked for life. I heard Count Basie doing his little, you know. His spare thing. Oh, my God. (laughs) And and a chill went up my whole body. Wow. This thing grabbed me by the backbone and said, you're going to love jazz and learn how to play jazz. And I'm still learning that second part, but oh man, um, that it it just hooked me so bad. It, it, How old were you? Fifteen, sixteen. Wow! And I'd never played a musical instrument, and I begged my mother, "Mom, can we get a piano? I want to be just like this guy." <laughs> and uh, she said, "Well, we'll think about it." And I'm. I pestered the life out of her, poor mom. And uh, so we did. We eventually rented a piano. She Wow. She had seen other kids, you know. It's a major commitment. It's not like buying yeah. a ukulele or something. <laughs> you know? Major commitment. Major piece of no. furniture, too. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, so I asked her if she could put it back in the bedroom. I didn't want to bother everybody. But then, see, I could put the needle on the record 
and hear what he was doing and go over to the piano. Oh, that's brilliant. And try to figure the out. The self-taught. What, yeah. And so that's how I learned. And I, I. Wow. Years, well, a few years later, uh, tried that with Oscar Peterson. And that, that one didn't work quite Did as it well. make your hand fall off? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that's, how, that's how it really got me. Wow. Started. And. Yeah, so. And then it was kind of a coincidental when, first of all, we found out that you knew that I was working with Larry Vukovic mm-hmm. in San Francisco, legendary player, and it turned out, here you are, a Chicagoan that knows personally knows Larry Vukovic, so we've got this <laughs> weird thing in common. Yes. And then about two years ago, you wrote me looking for... A voice coach, and you found right. out that I had just started to teach private classes. So it was wild because yeah. I, you know, started to get to know you, and I thought, hey, maybe Spider can recommend. Well, Spider could recommend. I'll recommend Spider. my damn self. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> and uh, and I, I believe when I counted, you you had just started this. Yep. Yeah. So the timing yeah. was really, really nice, and it's been great as a. Amateur, admittedly an amateur jazz musician, loved piano, also played sax and bass along the way, but piano's the main thing. Um, and I remember guys like Lester Young would say, hey, before you play a tune, learn it, learn the words to it. Yes, yes, right? yes, yes, yes. And Stan Getz used to say that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of took that to heart and... Along the way, I thought, you know, I kind of enjoy singing, too. But I didn't want to, how should we say, inflict my singing onto anyone else. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, because I wanted to learn what a voice was and how, how to use a voice. And it's been fantastic working with you oh, that, on that. That's lovely to hear. But but tell me, in, in, in using your voice in learning how to express yourself essentially from your body. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the instrument that you carry around with you. How, how has that been in your day to day life? How has this affected the way you Mm -hmm. approach other people or talk about that? Uh, Um, My favorite part is that, as we've worked on these things, and you've pointed out, contrast is important. And sometimes people are going to listen more. Not sometimes, many times. People are going to listen more if you bring it down and you speak in a more hushed tone. Yeah. Rather than just blaring everything out. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And leaving space. The power of dynamics and space and, and, and you do... Let me just let our listeners know you you do quite a bit of public speaking, mm-hmm. and has this affected that? Um, I have in- noticed it, and I have to speak every month to uh, all the people in our company, and we're only about seventy five people, but still, it's seventy five. That's a pretty people. decent audience, yeah. yeah. And my talks have been received. I can tell they're received better. Because wow. I'm using a voice. I'm, I'm actually producing a tone. Yeah, yeah. Whether you're singing or speaking, you're producing this tone. And you can do things with it to emphasize 
to leave space to bring it to something where I'm going to share this important point with you. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. And it's, it's allowed me to communicate much better. And the fact that when you're singing a tune, there's acting involved. And I just never was hip to that. Wow. But, but it is. It's it's acting. It's bringing... It, telling the story. Yeah, telling the story, but telling the story as you are experiencing it. Wow. Because your version can't be Sarah Vaughn's version. Yeah, or, yeah. Or... Um, I love it. You know, Lady Gaga's version or whomever is doing the tune. And and it they talk about artistic integrity. That's where artistic integrity lives, I think. <laughs> yeah. Right? Wow, that's very, very poignant. I mean, it, it is. I mean, that is, that's the whole thing. That is why an artist of any, any genre communicates. It's the, it's the, the purity of it. The, what, did I, what, did, what did I have to say? Mm-hmm. You know, what is, what is that story? And the fact that you get lyrics to do it with as well when you're singing, but also you listen to, Oscar Peterson play, he's telling you a story. He is. It's all in there, you know. Mm-hmm. The, but it's it's a, a thrill to work with a student like you. You're you're a wonderful musician, but you really you take ch- take direction so well, and you you've come so far. I mean, you've done so many. Uh, I've been married for daring a long time. things. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know how to take, take direction. Well, thank you, Dave. On that note, I'm not sure what note that was, but we will we will say farewell. Uh, farewell to Dave and more music to come. Me out.